I'm not sure where I do. Oh, and so I, got it. Yeah, there we are. Hi, James. Hi. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Metaphysical Wisdom Podcast. This is Cindy Sola. I'm here with my friend James Breyer. James is zooming in from central Minnesota. How, what's the weather like there today, James? It's really nice Cindy, oh, for us. Yes, good. yes. There's still snow everywhere on the ground, uh-huh. um, but it's in the 40s. It's uh, it's sunny. It's bright. Um, and um, I have been skiing every day for almost three months. Uh, wow. And today was the first day. It was just warm enough and slushy enough that I had to switch over to hiking. So, um, so I think this is the beginning of 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 a new season here <laughs> right around the corner spring that's, right that's what i'm hoping yeah yeah i've got daffodils in my space so it's a good reminder of spring too sure yeah sure. well i wanted to have you come on for a conversation because i got back into hosting these conversations which i find very in inspiring and uplifting and um you were the one who introduced me to Qigong and I've been having a a number of Qigong teachers on and having conversations with them. And I wanted to go back to how I was introduced to Qigong and invite you in for a conversation and let it go from there and um, see what else arises. But I want to thank you for introducing me to this amazing field of possibility and longevity Mm -hmm. and all the wonderful gifts that it has brought to my life. And I've been able to become a teacher and share it with others. So your little introduction several years ago, I think it was around 2009, has uh, blossomed into a community and just a a lovely experience of exchanging and um, sharing. So thank you. Oh, that's sweet to hear. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea. In fact, I think it's kind of, there are many, many examples in my life where it feels to me like I've introduced people to things and then they've taken it far beyond where I am. And it's like, I just love that. I I love to see what, how people uh, grow into their true size. Mm. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, I want to share your website with people because that's how we originally met. You hired me to design a website for you several years ago, and um, it's called softeningtolove.com. And you put out um, a newsletter. You share your writing, which is beautiful. You write beautifully, and you often write about spaciousness. And I thought we could maybe tap into that yeah. wisdom a little bit because you hold space for people day in and day out in your practice. So let's have you share a little bit about what you do day in and day out as your service to humanity and then how that also fits into your life and your personal practices. Wow. Thank you. Um, well, you, you know, I'm a, I'm a psychologist and psychotherapist. I've been, uh, I've been actually working full time as a psychotherapist for almost 50 years. Mm. And, uh, I, I just, I love it. And, um, and I find that I'm growing with it. Um, and that uh, one of the biggest pieces of it for me um, has something to do, and you alluded to that, with creating space. Um, creating space actually within myself as well, and then creating space in, in the relationship. Um, and, uh, and in that space, um, there is a freedom uh, to, to, to grow into our true size, or to, to be who we are, um, and to free ourselves from some of the limits that we, that we place on ourselves. So most of us have made an implicit bargain with life somewhere along the line, you know, in childhood that we would contract and and do away with certain parts of ourselves in order to really belong in, in whatever system we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not easy to let go of those, of those constraints. Um, we have a lot of things in place that as soon as we start to grow out of them, uh, we get scared or 
or we, we get shamed or, or something like that. And so it's, it's, I get to see a lot of heroism, mm. you, know, you know, people over time giving themselves more space and, and facing all those, all of those barriers that kind of keep them contained. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's lovely work. I, I, I enjoy it very much. Mm. Yeah, it's similar to that pattern you said about where you introduce people to things and they take it beyond. It's mm-hmm. like you, you introduce people to a more spacious side of themselves and then they get to take that into their lives and yeah. hopefully yeah. Have, it have its way with them. <laughs> yes, and in ways that we couldn't predict. You know, uh-huh. It's an unfolding and it's it's a blossoming like your flowers, you know, and uh, it's, it's, just, it's just beautiful. Um, and really awesome. And, you know, I feel awe often uh, mm-hmm. when I see what happens with, with folks. And, and sometimes, sometimes even with what's happening inside of me, I go, oh, wow. Mm, of course, yeah. it's all yeah. big near, big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what I remember about you also was your many trips to the Boundary Waters, the BWCA is the Boundary Water Canoe Area. That's bordering Minnesota and Canada. And I've spent, I think I took at least four trips there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just the spaciousness there. So transportive and your connection to nature has just always Mm -hmm. been something that's um, Mm -hmm. a consistent, like you've been very uh, disciplined. I don't know if that's a word because you're so passionate about it. It's not something you have to work at, but you're so consistent in your Mm -hmm. relationship to nature and what, what is the connection there to spaciousness and nature? Wow, lovely for question. For you. Yeah, <laughs> for me. <laughs> no <Yeah>. pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the word that popped into my mind. I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but God. No. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's actually, you know, there's no way to define that concept, but yeah. for me, spaciousness is certainly an aspect of that, uh, a, a vastness of consciousness and love um, that um, connects us all. It's, it's, it's a web of energy uh, uh, and, and I, I experience it uh, in my connection with the trees and with the waters and with the birds and, and the critters and, and uh, with the beauty. And then, of course, there is some spaciousness, even with, you know, you look in the big sky or, you know, and, or big thunderheads, you know, coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, for example, even at the physical level, um, solidity, we, the experience of something being solid is really a myth that we, we know now mm-hmm. that, it's, that everything is mostly empty space. But for me, and I think a lot of spiritual uh, uh, folks, that spaciousness is not empty. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, that's really central for me. That, and so that everywhere in that spaciousness is the energy of love, is the energy that connects us all and... Um, and so in that spaciousness, we are not confined, you know, we are limitless in some ways. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and I know at the level of our, our ego, we are quite limited, but there's this other level, you know, where um, there is no limit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that we, there's a vastness within us and around us that we're just all, all part of mm. and, uh, and all connected in. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, it really touches me. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah, they're both available simultaneously, right? This limitation of the ego that can get things done and a vehicle for making things happen. And then this spaciousness that's going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. We've just yeah. over identified with that, getting things done and accomplishing uh-huh. things. And, you know, uh-huh. that um, it's sort of like the, uh, the space that's always there that, that is truly who we are gets sort yeah. of uh, put in the background and 
-hmm. as we turn our attention to it, which is all that's really required is turning our attention to it. And so you, you really, this is what I see you doing is turning people's attention towards what's already there. Amen. Who they are. Mm -hmm. It's not becoming something. Exactly. We don't have to be somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's pretty futile. Yeah. It's so generous, right? I mean, yeah. it's just always mm-hmm. there. Like, mm-hmm. um, and there's mm-hmm. um, no, like you said, no limits on it. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I see you as a very generous person. I remember being young and just new at human design. And um, you invited me into your community. You, you have a group that you lead that you've been mm-hmm. leading for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And you invited me in and let me share human design with them in your home one day. And um, I just thought that was really generous. And then um, then you handed me a hundred dollar bill after. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm getting paid to do this. So I just wanted to tell you if I didn't already how, you know, how that touched me. It really made me think, oh, I could actually make money at this. And um, yes. and I am making yes. money at it. So I'm yes. I'm glad that you planted that seed of uh, possibility in my perception and yeah, so much to be grateful for. And for sure, Cindy. And, and I've been, you know, I talked to you about uh, feeling odd as I watched people blossom. That's I've I've had that experience with you. It's been a real joy Um, to see, see, um, you know, how I, I see it as really courageous you know, uh, that, that, that whatever constraints we may have had or may have been living with as we move through those and break through those and maybe love ourselves through them in some ways, accompany ourselves through them, um, it, that's what courage is. Mm. That's what courage mm. is. Uh, there's no courage without fear. Mm, right 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 i think for me if it's if i don't have any fear or uh yeah i'm not really growing right if i'm not challenging (laughs) that is one of the that is one of the ways we know yeah you know know, it used to be that fear let us know that something was dangerous and uh oh you better you know and that's what it does It, it 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 has us be careful and has us turn around and don't go forward or something like that but fear is also now a kind of an indicator that we must be doing something right, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, change right? our relationship with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of that, okay, go ahead. Yes, go. No, go. I was just thinking like right now there is a lot of fear in the collective, right? And maybe it is an invitation to change our relationship to fear and being someone who holds space for people in times of mm-hmm. challenge and transition um, I just wonder if there's a certain pattern you see in your practice with people and what they're navigating and um, their relationship to change and fear and how that might have changed over 50 years. seems like you've seen some change in mm-hmm. psychology and how we address things. And I wonder what, what stands out for you as a big change in how you hold space for people, if, if anything. You know, this really brings us full circle because the shift I see both in my field of psychology and the world of therapy, but also in fits and starts in the, in the larger world is, is a movement toward spaciousness. You know, a movement toward being less rigid about roles, less rigid about uh, the way you have to be to be okay in the world. Mm-hmm. And I know we get backlash from that. You know, we, we make some progress in that direction and then there's some backlash. But I even think about uh, the movement in young people, um, you know, really allowing a lot more expression of who they are, um, even in terms of gender identity, you know, a lot of that, that stuff that's going on right now. Um, and I think, I think there's, there is a movement. Uh, and of course, when there's a movement, there's often a counter movement, you know, a kind of a pushback. But I really believe that there is a, an opening uh, toward more spaciousness that, that, that's happening. Uh, and I see, it, I see it a lot, of course, in the spiritual community. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that, would, that would be big. Um, I think so. See, the, one of the things that I love about spaciousness is that it, it allows, it, there's room in spaciousness for the lack of spaciousness. It's, it's like there's room for the ego and its constrictions. And it, it, there's room for right. it all. Right. I agree. All. Yeah. Paradox. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love there's that. room for paradox. Yes. Yeah. Both and, not either. Both or. and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I, yep. I like that you brought that up about the gender issue because um, speaking of spaciousness, I see like everything is consciousness, you know, where you use the word God and I respect that. I use the word consciousness. Yeah. That's a good word. Same thing. I love it. Yeah, same thing. And so um, I feel like consciousness is seeking a form that allows its fullest expression. That's a quote by David Bohm. It's not my words, but I really resonate with that quote. Yeah. And if we have an attachment to a particular gender, that's not giving consciousness as much spaciousness and freedom because of all of the um, limitations we attach to gender and roles and so forth. Yes. So I see it yes. not, not as um, certainly it's not a personal choice. I see it as an evolutionary movement and um, how we as a species are being replaced by uh, another species, same human form, but the, the operating system is different. In the operating, upgrade, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the operating system is giving more spaciousness to itself, consciousness. Oh, I love it. To flow yes. and interact and not have this um, kind of codependent attachment. And, you know, the whole thing about gender had to do with mating and procreation. And there's something about evolving past some of those limitations, I think. So consciousness can really um, reveal itself yes. about those yes. politics, if you will. Yes. In fact, as you're talking, I can just feel my body just... Yes, just relaxing into the lack of constriction, you know, that the consciousness really invites us, invites us to, uh, uh, to open to the deepest parts of ourselves and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and welcome them, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, um, I think it's our nature to grow and expand. Right. And, um, and many of us live as if that's not true. And we have to just sort of try to pounce on ourselves or pound on ourselves or criticize ourselves to try to get ourselves to, to grow, you know, and change and, and, and expand. And what's maybe one of the most important things I've ever learned is that if I want anything to grow, I have to love it first. Mm. I have to create space, spaciousness. And spaciousness and love are really intertwined in my world. Uh, mm, yeah, for sure. Because that's the energy of the spaciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the name soften to love. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really the journey for me in a lot of ways is, is to soften to that energy and make more and more room for it to flow freely within me. Yeah. And soften to know that you are that energy. Soften the... The, Absolutely. The delineation between there's a separateness, you know, yes. between what we are and what we're seeking, like to know yes. we are that which we seek and to let go of the seeking and be a finder, you know, in the moment. Like Yes. Oh, for sure. Uh, there's a cute joke about um, the people in the temple. We're in the temple here and we're hunting around for the entrance. And we're in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why did it take me so long to get <laughs> yeah. that joke? Yeah. You know, we're so, looking around. How do you get in the temple? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. 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 It's nice. We already are that which we seek. Right. Yeah. And so um, I've, I've come to think about enlightenment, for example, as um, not so much an event. I, oops, I finally got enlightened and now I'm there. Mm-hmm. But more... Um, Did you say oops? Oops, I finally got enlightened. 
Oh, yeah. Oops. No, I didn't say oops. It sounded I didn't I didn't. Hang on a second. I need some water here. Sounded you like you said, oops, I finally got in line. Maybe I did. That's that would be a great to listen to the replay. <laughs> oh, for that sure. was an oops. I wanted to be a seeker. Oh my <laughs> and I, gosh. Oops, I got enlightened. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> what I'm what I'm coming to see is that um, that it happens in moments of just being fully present uh, with the spaciousness with whatever's here um, and that um, we don't stay there. You know, then we're bouncing back into everyday consciousness and worrying about this and that and fretting about this and that and planning and rehearsing and yeah, all that stuff. And then, then, and then now and then, hopefully more often, we can keep reminding ourselves to I guess all's well. Yeah. I think there was a moment when I had an enlightening moment when I realized what I was seeking. I'm a seeker. I've been a seeker. Sure. I guess um, I realized what I was seeking was to no longer be seeking. <laughs> yes. And what I realized is that that wasn't going to happen in the future. It had to happen right now. It can only happen right now. Yeah. yeah. So I called off the search. Oh, cool. But I'm still exploring. But yeah, but like, that's, that's different. Yeah. That's more like, like play. Yeah, like right now, this is, a, mm -hmm. this is having an adventurous conversation, creating sure. space for whatever wants to be known to come up, I'm not trying to get anything out of it, just exactly. be together. And was mm -hmm. it a Walt Whitman quote? He said something about, we were together, I forget the rest. <laughs> you know? <it's> like, <laughs> yep. Being together yeah. and mm -hmm. not needing mm -hmm. to have words or although we're yeah. Yeah. words are vehicles for sure that's that's one of our ways of connecting yeah yeah that's uh -huh. good so can we bring it back to qigong and talk a oh, little sure. bit about spaciousness and qigong and you were bringing um a woman, I can't remember her name, into town when I lived there, and she was doing breath workshops. Yes. But Qigong, and I just um, yeah. participated, and it was so connected to the yogic um, exactly that I was yeah. doing and practicing. So yeah, that was that was Lori Ellis, by the way. Lori. She's got a beautiful book mm. called Breath is Life. If oh, I can plug that for a second. Please just do. Please. Oh, yeah. It just yeah. came out. Just came out. Breath oh. is life. Oh, okay. Uh, Lori Ellis. I'll have to read it. Uh, Lori Young Ellis and her husband uh, helped her with it too. Uh, George Ellis. Yeah, it's just a amazing um, integration of all sorts of spiritual truth uh, in breath, mm. and how mm. breath opens the door. You know. Uh, to all of that, to that kind of presence that, that we're talking about. Spaciousness, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so you mentioned her, and then you wanted to ask something about... Yeah, let's have, the, how did you get introduced to Qigong? And um, yeah, how yes. does that fit well, in your um, connection to nature? And uh -huh. Well, uh, let me ask the second one first. Okay. Uh, my... my the place where I do my Qigong practice now is almost always outside mm -hmm. in, in a beautiful, in the wilderness somewhere. So every day on these skis that I was telling you about, about halfway through, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of really beautiful spots that I, I just like to stop and um, take my skis off and do about a half hour of practice. Mm -hmm. uh, and just, it just feels like that's... Uh, it's, it's so much more natural for me, you know, to connect with the energy there, you know, yeah. in, 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 in outdoor spaces. And I know that park very well. Yes. Yes. It's so beautiful. It's an old quarry. And so there's just gorgeous rock formations and very grounding. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, um, I met um, Master Lin. He's this mm -hmm. Qigong master, uh, uh, Chen Yi Lin. Uh, from uh, 
it's the, the discipline is a spring forest Qigong. That's, there's so many versions of Qigong and, and they're all really beautiful. Um, um, I was, I was, we were both teaching at uh, a spiritual gathering. He had a Qigong workshop and I had something on uh, the alchemy of intimacy, it was called. I like it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just really, really, you know, speaking about how intimacy um, um, grows us, you know, it, um, it actually mirrors the path uh, back to spaciousness. In other words, we, we play with it physically in, a, in our relationships and we, we struggle with uh, our uniqueness and our oneness and we, uh, we try not to create sameness and we try not to create separation. And uh, in doing so, we, um, I believe it's one of the routes, mm -hmm. uh, routes back to uh, where we came from, you know, and in the process, of course, we learn a lot. And I believe that that grows the universe. Mm. Uh, love. So the, the <laughs> love and what we learn about it not only grows us, but it grows the universe. So, mm. yeah. so we're, we're co-creators in a way then. I think mm -hmm. I've heard you use that expression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Chuni Lin was oh, leading yeah. a workshop. But... He was leading. Yeah. And so um, I met him and, um, um, and I, I just, just started the first movement, the, one of the first basic movements. And within seconds I went, Whoa. You know, I could just feel it. It's, it just felt like I had come to something that I really knew somehow mm. in, in my spirit, you know. And I had tried to do yoga dozens of times and I just could, couldn't, couldn't get it to work for me. But Qigong happened instantly. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I've been, I've been with it pretty much ever since. I've had some periods where I moved away, but mm -hmm. the last couple of years I've been I've been really immersing myself in it and yeah. deepening with it. Yeah. 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 And one of your future speakers, Jerry Wellick. Uh, is, yeah. Is, um, he, uh, you're going to really love talking with him about that. He is, he is, he's gone really deeply. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Yeah. Sure. We sure. did speak briefly and we're going to speak next week. So I look oh, forward good. To so oh, good. capturing, yeah. recording that conversation for the benefit of everyone. Um, yeah. He's had some great success with Qigong for his health and um, yes. he's teaching now. And yes. yes, so lovely. And he's been with it for over 20 years. So I'd love to yeah. dip into yeah. that wisdom and have him share yeah. it. And so thank you again for that introduction. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And um, for I think you, I don't remember you introduced me to Richard Chandler or was it the other way around? I don't remember, but Richard was my first yoga teacher. I had yes. a conversation with him a while back. And right. um, yeah. I remember the three of us at the park one day yep. doing yep. yoga. yoga. Yeah. 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 He's a longtime friend as well. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Fun to reconnect with both of you. Yeah. So one of the things that happens with Qigong um, uh, and, and Master, Master Lin's teaching has deepened over the 20 years that I've been with him as well. Mm -hmm. and, um, um, and, and, um, and so part of what we're doing um, with some of the movements and then some of the quiet meditations is moving into the emptiness. Um, right. And for me, emptiness and spaciousness are, are the same. And in other words, that's one of those paradoxes that- Yeah, the fullness and the- emptiness. Fullness and the, yeah. And, um, and in that, from that perspective, the emptiness is, is where everything begins. Mm -hmm. And so everything can begin anew. You know, we, we move into the emptiness and we do not come back the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we have many, many opportunities. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking even moment by moment to, uh, to emerge from each moment uh, 
uh, transformed in some way or changed in some way. And maybe it happens in such small increments that we don't, we don't get to see it very often. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking uh, more and more of my meditation practice is orienting mm-hmm. toward the emptiness, mm-hmm. toward the, just being in that, that deep quiet um, and allowing, um, just allowing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's it's nice. I know you've practiced and tried a lot of different things over the years. And so what you it just I'm just feeling into the phases of life, right? And everyone's interested in different things at different phases, like when oh my like gosh, you first yes. introduced me to Qigong and I'm guessing it was 2009. I don't know. <laughs> um I wasn't ready for it. You know, I wasn't, it was too slow for me and uh, I couldn't feel the energy. So I assumed it wasn't working. Um, And I I run into that with students now, if they don't feel it, they're concerned, you know, and I will often say, well, do you feel more relaxed or do you feel more calm? Do you notice a change in your mental or emotional energy? And they say, oh yeah. So, well, then you're feeling the energy. (laughs) Good. That's a good reframe for sure. Yeah, and that really helps people go, oh, there is a shift, you know, and the big piece that I'm really wanting to bring awareness to is when we practice in a group in nature and the compounding effect of a communal practice with the community of nature, all the elements is something that we can't replicate on our own. No. No, I think actually it's it's like what what people used to think of as being in church, perhaps. Oh, you, know, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, it's fellowship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, yes, exactly. And a sacred space, sacred space. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're going nowhere together. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. but there's transportation happening, you know, we're being transported, but we're going <laughs> like nowhere. That. We're rooting. Yeah. You know? And yeah. uh, like you said, the space is full of chi. It's just full of life force. And as we're moving our arms and drawing it towards our body and directing it, mm-hmm. um, the body is just like this sponge eating it up, right? Like our mind could be oriented to some other direction but the body it's just anytime we place our attention on the body there's less anxiety i've noticed within myself and having Mm -hmm. had um some surgeries that created ptsd and coming back from that just Mm -hmm. recognizing how anxious the body is when our mind is always somewhere other than the present and just taking sitting up straight taking a breath and calling our attention back to the body it's like you know stroking your dog's back and letting it know i'm here you know i'm home i see you it's like that it's such a beautiful companionship with our own being yeah that's a nice thing with our body yes yes Uh, and um and and that that's a word that i'm i'm thinking of to, to describe so many of our journeys that, that, that we're not alone, that we're in companionship and that as we open uh, more deeply to the companionship of the journey, um, mm-hmm. it, it is deeply soothing. And, and for sure the body knows. The body is, I believe, by far the smartest part of us, you know, in, in, in these ways, for sure, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there is a rise in um, at least, you know, the bubble that I float around, in, if you will, because I know I live in a bubble. I'll admit that. Yeah. And um, more people that I'm aware of are leaning more towards that yin energy of Mm -hmm. softening, of acknowledging that there's more to life than we can see and know through our senses, physical senses, and that there's this other sense that's below, if you will, the physical senses that's coming online in a more um, receptive way, a more 
it's been sort of dormant. It feels like to me in my own system and it um, for different reasons, conditioning um, individually and collectively that part got sort of shut down and now it's coming back online. And as I trust it and nurture it, um, I see how relevant it is and how accurate it is and how um, playful, actually, it's sort of like learning a new language to be in companionship with this sensitive creature. Um, And just, yeah, really wanting to, it's like meeting someone and you really want to get to know them more because you know there's something there in that relationship mm-hmm. that is mutually beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know how, there's not a whole lot I can add to that, Cindy. That was beautiful. Oh. Um, I'm really, uh, I just, I'm, I'm back on, on that, that notion that it's in companionship and in relationship, which we all are. It's an you know opening to that companionship and to that relationship that we uh, we find ourselves expanding. We find ourselves um, um, again letting go of, of some of those limits, so that um, that more and more we are that all, all of life, all of love, all of wisdom is accessible uh, as we soften and we companion and we listen and we, um, in a way we, uh, we claim our citizenship of the universe or in the universe, mm. one way to say it, you know, one way to say it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's what I love about Qigong. It includes the universe, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the systems within the systems and how interrelated everything is. And yeah. you know, I, I realized that um, my journey, you know, back to this sensitivity and reclaiming that as what's been um, my companion my whole life, even though I haven't acknowledged that it, it's coming by way of my, you know, my marriage is a part of holding space for that to, to experience that in a beautiful way. So grateful for that. And then the community of people that surround me and draw out of me and hold space for me to show up and share, they're all holding space for that relationship in me. And, um, but I also see, that they're all me, you know, I know that's pretty cosmic. Nope, and no, out I there. nope, I get you. I, I totally <laughs> like the yeah. universe it, as, as itself, as me created itself in all these other forms, it's forming a circle around itself to draw out that nectar that wants to be given, right? Like something inside mm-hmm. of each of us wants to be given and we have to attract a, like we never give our gift to the world alone. We need a team, right? We need a, just like when giving birth, you assemble a team to help you bring that life into the world, right? And then there's a team that carries that child out into the world and it's never done solo. There's nothing. Yeah. So, oh, I love that notion. We, we help each other uh, far more than we could possibly know. Yeah, uh, on this on this journey. Uh, wow, and so we're you're speaking really about um, honoring this relatedness, and um, you know there's a there's a lot in our especially in in Western culture, maybe in particularly the United States version of it of this individuality. You know, we just so admire that the individual who makes it all happen. And usually it's himself, you know? Um, And and that opening uh, to our interdependence and the spaciousness of that um, and to our companionship on the journey. 
uh, it's it's deeply reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Mead. Do you know who Michael Mead is? Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, we don't need heroes like the hero's journey. So we don't need right. heroes. You know, it's about yeah. the genius, like bringing out the genius. Mm-hmm. Um, so he makes a distinction between like exactly what you're saying, like um, the individual is more the hero, like the one who rises up and saves. Mm-hmm. But the genius is what belongs to everyone that's unique inside of us. Exactly. And how we share it and how we percolate each other in ways that, you know, you know, the way ideas are kind of just start spreading. Uh, even if people, even before people start talking about them a whole lot, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, yeah. it's very, very wonderful for me to see that happening. Right. Like the yeah. morphogenetic field. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's in yeah. the, it's in the field, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I think those that are attuned to the sensitivity of picking it up, like I think um, the sensitive ones are tracking things that are in the subtle field. So before they become physical, so it's kind of like, it's, it's not the future in terms of a linear timeline. It's, it's the present now, but in a subtle form. Gotcha. It's so the present contains the seeds of what we, in fact, contains the future probably, but for sure, at least the seeds of it, you know? Yeah. 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 And I really well, have okay. noticed this too with practicing Qigong and refining the sensitivity to energy is that um, you could call it intuitive or psychic ability has really blossomed because it's like, I, I know things mm-hmm. before they actually happen, yeah. but the, yeah. but it's cause it's already happened in this etheric, you know, it's in the energy field, it's already taken shape. And so there's something about, our sensibility, if you will, on these subtler levels that um, comes online when we slow down. And so I want to speak a little bit about the connection between slowing down and spaciousness, like spaciousness is always there, but the way to access it feels to me, one of the doorways is slowing down. Beautifully said. Yes. Yes. Um... I, I think of spaciousness as, as, as something that's very quiet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and the stuff that's going on in our minds is noisy. And, um, and so um, it's very difficult to access the spaciousness, you know, when we're in the midst of our noise. And, um, and so that's why I think, uh, at least for the stage that I'm at in, in life, um, practice is really necessary. Quieting, practice quieting, devoting time uh, for quieting and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, and, and then it, is, it really does develop our, our, our acuity, our, our ability to hear. For, I'm, I'm kind of an auditory person, so mm-hmm. I will use that kind of language. You know, for mm-hmm. me, it's listening deeply, you know, mm-hmm. it's listening uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, and that's part of my uh, Qigong practice every day. I, um, one of the things that we do in Qigong is at the end, you harvest the energy uh, in this tradition and you do a bunch of taps and pats and rubs and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and one of the rubs is you, you take your earlobes and you mm-hmm. massage your earlobe, you know, your ears all the way down and tug on the earlobe. But I'm out in, out in the winter here with these big mitts on, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so what I've done instead is just put them over my ears mm. and just invite myself to listen deeply, listen ever more deeply. And so mm. I've, I've kind of adapted that one. Um, and um, and I, think that's, I think that's really important. I think it's uh, the quiet, so the quiet and the slowing down, the slowing down, for sure, for sure. Yeah. 
Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think putting the, you know, there's so much, like I'm a visual person. Okay. So for me, closing the eyes is about turning off the visual distraction to get quiet. Mm-hmm. But also closing the eyes and covering the ears, that'd be a double, <laughs> a double. <laughs> Yes. First class ticket. <laughs> yes. And you know what I'm doing when I do this though? It's not I'm trying to block out sound. What I'm doing is sending energy from the palm. Mm-hmm. Palms, you know, that heart energy from the palms just into the ears and trying to go into my spiritual ears uh, that uh, way. Uh-huh. Who knows? You know, I just, that's not something I read somewhere. I just did just what right. I like to do, you know. All so, the better. Yeah. <laughs> All the better that you didn't read it somewhere. You're, yeah, yeah t- trusting your own instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I love what you're sharing because I get this, you know, of course, I said I'm visual. I, I see you, you know, mm-hmm. cross-country skiing, working out yeah. all the stagnation, right? You're building yeah. up heat, you're moving, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you're pausing and doing your practice. So you're, you're mm-hmm. you know, the um, decongesting and the tonifying and then the flowing, it's all, it's all built in. Wow. Thank you. I know I like it. That's for sure. And I, I think that that's a good way of, of explaining why it feels so good. You know? Yeah. 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 What yeah. I tell people um, when I try to explain like um, these three phases of like removing stagnation, tonifying, and then flowing, I think of it like skin care mm. where oh. you exfoliate the dead cells. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you put the toner on, which prepares the skin to receive the moisture. So the tonifier helps the skin absorb the moisturizer. And so then the tonifying practices and then the moisturizing is the flow to really circulate the chi through the whole system. Wow, thank you. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah, people. It's it's like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm just thinking about, so there's a, there is kind of a cleansing first Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of getting rid of the old in some ways. Yeah. I mean, especially for someone like you, when you sit with Mm -hmm. people, yeah, your field is absorbing a -hmm. lot of what you hear because you're auditory that I would imagine your work, you know, has really made you auditory and visual, but we, this is like a, daily practice just like taking a shower the physical hygiene we have to do energy hygiene because even if we're not physically dirty our energy field might have other sticky kind of energies that like to attach Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. especially a a psychotherapist i would imagine you need to decongest that field every day in some way Mm. no for sure for sure i think without that there's no way I'd have 48 and a half years under my belt here. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, yeah. For right. sure. Yeah. And looking yeah. as good as you look. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a thought and it just vanished. So I'll, I'll that just happens. That happens yeah. a lot yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Yeah. Well, it, any other thoughts? popping in as we come to the close and that you'd like people to know about or yeah share here's what just popped in i'm going to invite us to trust ourselves mm. and to trust life mm, love to trust trust the unfolding mm. yeah um and to honor the fact that we may not understand it we may not like it we, you know and that's just part of it, of course, you know, and make space for that too. Um, but um, really for us to be careful about old stories and not to let them run the show, not to give them too much airtime, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as, as a mercy to ourselves, it's, it's like... And this actually brings me back to the thought that I forgot. It's, it's, it's spiritual nutrition, mm. you know, not taking in and, you know, um, and spending all kinds of time and energy with stories that, that really, really uh, aren't kind. Mm. 
uh, for us or, or, or to life. Mm. Yeah, so kind of trusting the goodness, trusting the, the beauty and trusting the flow, trusting that we, uh, we're all on the journey and uh, we don't have to know where it's, you know, what we're doing really too much. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Reminds me of an evolutionary term called transcend and include. So you transcend your story, but you include what's useful, right? What you gain oh, yeah, so that you sure. don't repeat the yeah. same pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And you may have to repeat it a whole bunch before it gets clear that it's not working. You know, that's right. That's, that's part of the deal. The universe is patient with us. And, you know. Yeah. 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 And I would add again, this is a little bit more esoteric, but to not take it personal, not take anything personal because it's not about us, right? Like, I just feel like consciousness is having an experience through each of us as an instrument of its many armed avatar, right? It's (laughs) one being in these many different forms, experiencing itself and relating to itself. And um it's just it doesn't judge a good or a bad experience it's all information it's all useful and um, it's not personal but when we make it personal like if we're an instrument that's predict you know um predetermined to have a lot of trial and error because that's our nature we could take that personal and be hard on ourselves that we're not getting it right when in fact we're providing a lot of you know this instrument's providing a lot of data for consciousness yes. about what doesn't work <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> i love that yeah thank you thank you <laughs> yeah so more playfulness absolutely absolutely so we don't have to huh we don't have to be quite so serious it's you know, there are levels where everything's, there's kind of life and death going on, but yeah. at another level, it's just all life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. It's been oh, fun. this has been fun. Thank I didn't you. know what to expect. I just thought, well, let's show up and see what happens. And I like that we went in this direction and Okay, well, that was a good plan, Cindy. I love the format of this, and I love the way uh, we just kind of ambled around together. <laughs> Ambled around. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Excellent. All right, yeah. James. Well, thanks yeah. again, and yeah, um, find out more about James's newsletter at softentolove.com. Softening. Okay. Softening, softening to love. No, wait. Softening, yeah, softeningtolove.com. And then I've got all the writings archived there someplace. Um, I think you can find them on one of those bars on top. Uh, Say if you want to do that. Great. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate your time and support and um, have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thanks again, James. Really pleasure to be with you. Blessings.